Welcome to Rogue2.com, a collection of great podcasts. Making the top 10 European podcast award list, it's the ICE podcast. A woman wins millions from a Texas lottery for the fourth time. <laughs> Can you imagine being the queue to buy your lottery ticket behind her? <laughs> I won't bother. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to stand on size, would you? A one-way ticket to nothingness. We're creeping with Armstrong. Like, do you know I have actually been hypnotised? <laughs> yeah. you I was hypnotised in an Audi um, car showroom and he did this thing where I was bending a coin with my hand supposedly whilst I was under hypnotic he um, swapped a normal coin for a bent coin whispered to said, you're not going to hypnotise me um... Science fiction, television, random awesomeness Geek Square Podcast On today's show we're talking about awkward Childhood memories. Huh? Um, let's talk, <laughs> right. no, that's let's a, talk about that's, an, uh, that's a bad. Let's subject. talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, let's do that. Rethinking Lost Podcast. Uh, as we bring you yet another season six spoiler-free look to get you through this ever-shortening hiatus. We've got twenty episodes in the can, and the nice thing about it is they're relatively independent. You can listen to them in any order. Mr. Jim Moon explores the world of weird fiction in Hypnobobs. And tonight I have summoned you here once again to the great library of dreams for the first episodes of Hypnobobs. And of course, Scott Copperman and Elton McManus with an apotheosis of a bombast. Some Bin Laden stole my thunder for my birthday. What a punk. It was supposed to be National Elton Day. Well, he attacked America on my birthday. America took him out on your birthday. Wow, we're, we're like birthday brothers. Road2.com. Without a doubt, the home of great podcasts. Stand by for action. This game is crap. In your ear holes. Hold things there. Hang on. Hang on. We're not starting just yet. This is a little note from moi. Uh, just to let you guys know that um, we normally record on two tracks. And Scott normally sends his one through. And then it all sounds lovely jubbly. Hey, go back and listen to the old ones. And you'll see how ropey it really was. Anyway, um, the one that was sent through that I obtained was, let's be honest, a bit wonky. And so it didn't really come out very well. And so I had to resort to the backup version, which is my dodgy Skype version. So I sound lovely and crisp, as per normal. But he sounds like a taxi driver and speaking through a CB. Maybe with a handle, I suppose. Um, so apologies there. Uh, it does get a bit bad during the middle, but it kind of evens itself out. Uh, once again, apologies, and uh, just send your emails to bombastpodcast at gmail.com for a full refund, and we will gladly send you no pennies. Uh, sorry about that, and on with the show. Hello, everyone. And welcome once again back to the wonderful world of an apotheosis of a bombast. Yes, we're back from another hiatus, which was uh, just popped out of the blue, I suppose. But anyway, we're back. I'm Elton, as normal, and joining me, as always, is Scott Copperman, all the way over in America. Hello, Scott. Hello. Hello. Now, we've deliberately held off from not talking to each other for four, maybe five weeks now, I suppose it is. 
Yes. And no. 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 no? I think we're gonna say four or five minutes. <laughs> oh, four or five. Oh, yeah. Four. No. Well, but no, I think it was two weeks ago we recorded last. I can't remember. I really can't remember. I feel like an amateur again. Some say. <laughs> Well, I'll let other people say whatever they want to say. I don't really give a monkeys. But, yes, it it feels like forever at the moment. Very bizarre. <laughs> so, how are you, anyway? I'm fine. I've, uh, you know, I've undergone an operation. Uh, lived a little bit as a woman. Transferred back to a man. Went on that mission to outer space. Uh, had that big discovery. Um, I don't think you attended the uh, Nobel Prize ceremony, uh, yeah, that went well. No, I've already got three in the bank anyway. Yes. Well, you know, it doesn't mean much after the second, does it? Mm. Well, no, they, they're kind of, you know, a bit like Monopoly money around here. Yes. Well, I'm speaking of the Monopoly money, I did hit the lottery, uh, both the uh, pick five and the pick six. But then there was that scandal where they'd say that uh, you know, the, the ball machine was stuck, and, uh, you know, I, I ended up just giving the money back. You know, you can only you do it so much. Yeah. So, uh, well, I did, did start that dot-com company. Um, unfortunately, by the time I was divvying up the shares, it uh, was purchased by Google. Mm-hmm. So, um, really don't have much to show for it at this point. Well, that, that's, that's not too bad. Google no. are a, a pretty well-known company nowadays, aren't they? Yeah. Just a, a typical week. Yeah. Not How about bad. You? Not bad. Um, I made Han Solo biscuits. So jealous. Yeah, too right you are. <laughs> I do, do you remember a little while ago I said that I had uh, Hard Solo in Carbonite, the actual action figure from years and years ago, probably yes. 1983 or something. Mm-hmm. And I think I froze him uh, when I refound him. I washed him out and I froze him because that's what I used to do: put him in water, put him in the freezer, and <laughs> he's really in Carbonite. I decided we. I was making biscuits again with uh, the Kimmy Meister, and I thought, what a wonderful thing it would be if I could actually make a biscuit out of Han Solo um, carbonite thing, and it was wicked. <laughs> they came out really good, although they kind of went floppy in the oven. Um, they're supposed to go hard and biscuity. But it sort of sunk and didn't have the walls to hold it up, so it, it kind of worked. The, the idea's there. Let's put it like that. You'd be impressed. I am impressed just just by the description. It it makes me jealous. Oh man, it was wicked. It's probably the best biscuits I've ever had recently. Um, have you bought any uh, recent games? Sorry. Have you bought any games recently for the Xbox or anything like that? Uh, some older games. Um, we got our hands on a copy of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, Is that the, the newest one? I don't know. It has multiplayer, but uh, right. I'm not sure. You know, it's it's interesting. I don't play a lot of one-player games. Uh, generally, multiplayer or like a sports game. I'll mm-hmm. play that against the computer, but. Uh, I don't know, it's just different. These these long campaign games where you try to beat the game haven't done yet. But no, yeah. have, have you got anything new? I I have been spending my time um, divided between FIFA 12 and 
the Formula One Grand Prix uh, 2011 game. I've um, heard FIFA 12 is good. Um, see, is it a big game over there? Uh, a couple people, a couple people like it. Yeah, and have it. Because obviously we get the um, well, we used to get the uh, John Madden's football over here, mm -hmm. and the NHL, all the EA Sports games anyway. Um, I haven't bought a FIFA game since 1999, and that is when I truly went off the FIFA games. There are two main football games over here, which are obviously the FIFA one, and you also have the Pro Evolution Soccer, which I was a massive fan of for ages and ages. I loved that game. And it, it kind of, the tables have turned on it now. And it's not as good, and FIFA is more like how Pro Evolution used to be like. And so <laughs> thus, I like the FIFA now. Which is, I feel like I'm cheating on someone a little bit, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's really good. I'm trying to get the hang of it, because I haven't bought a football game for two years now. But it's wicked. Now, is it, well, you haven't bought a game for a couple of years, so you, you wouldn't notice so much, but, uh, like, we've been buying the uh, professional hockey game for Xbox, and every year they have these these little add-ons like um, last year's version, your stick would break. Um, this year's version, you can get uh, checked so hard you get knocked out of the out of the rink and into the bench. Yeah, and it seems like whatever the new feature is, it happens far too often. You know, it's oh, it's nice to add that touch of realism that your stick might break. But then it was every game last year, two, three, four times a game, you're breaking your stick. Yeah. Like, and, and now this year they seem to fix that up. But then uh, the very first time I played the game, boom, I'm checked out of the rank. Someone else is checked out of the rank. Now that happens once in a while, but not nearly as often as it, it does now. And um, I know they tweak and they can only simulate so many times and whatever the engine is, it's someone has to do something to trigger these actions, but uh, I, I'm always struck by, oh, they added these five features, so they'll be <laughs> they'll be happening a lot, I think. Yeah, that is kind of annoying. It's I was going to say, it's kind of like when you learn guitar, and then you're trying to put songs together just for yourself, and you find a new chord, and you think, oh, Okay, I'll use that in this new one, and I'll use that in the next one, and I'll use that in the next one, and mm -hmm. then it just becomes saturated with that same thing that you found. So I understand what you're saying, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Formula One game as well, obviously that rules my life, and it's not the best Formula One game I've ever played in my life. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. But it's damn good. It is really, really good. It's really hard as well uh, to the point where if you're doing quite terribly you get the arse with it and then you end up nearly throwing your controller at the TV but when you hook up some really good laps it's, oh, it's sweet it really gives it back I always find with the, the different racing games there's something missing for me in the like when you drive a car, you have a sense of that right speed for the road. Yeah, and you know you know where you start to lose a little bit of the handling, and 
it's more than just the visual shifting left and right. It's, you know, the grip feels a little, you just instinctively take your foot off the pedal because you know you're going too fast for the turn or or something. But when I do the, uh, the racing games, there's a whole bunch of them that they've made that need for speed, all those different things. I, I, I'm always, like, hydroplaning on the, the turns. And I, I'm even one of those people who, if I do manual, I'm always, like, taking the turns in second gear. Instead of braking, I downshift and, you know, try to use the engine to slow down. But it's, I just, I can never uh, do the sharp turns at a, a comfortable speed. I can't can't get that same sense. I would imagine the Formula One has probably got a lot of wines in the courses too. Yeah, I there is a definite knack. If you're not into, you know, driving cars around in circles, then you're not going to like it anyway. Or if you're not into mm-hmm. hockey or if you're not into football, then it's going to take a bit of getting used to. I understand with the sense of speed, it's really hard to show the sense of speed on a TV, isn't it? Even when you watch NASCAR or IndyCar or Formula 1 on TV, it's really hard to judge speed and distances because you're just watching it through a, a sheet of glass, basically. Yeah. And not until well, you... you're actually there do you realise how loud these things are and how fast these things whip past you. Well, you you can uh, you get the sounds from a lot of them. If you especially if you play in the arcades now, you get the uh, the whole vehicle will vibrate while you're mm-hmm. sitting in the little booth and stuff. But it's just I don't know. You know, what I think a lot of it is too. It, the racing games I have, a lot of them are older, so you don't really have banked turns. You tend to have very much on the plane kind of turns. So you you tend to go off the course a lot more in those anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I like racing games. I like pure racing games better than like a Mario Kart where you have mushrooms to throw and oil sticks to lay behind. And mm. Yeah. See, I never really saw the appeal of Mario Kart up until a couple of years ago when we got it on the DS. I'd never played it on Nintendo what, 64, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I never, never played it. I've seen it, but just never really fancied... Driving around in a, a silly little go kart, and oh look, a blue shell, and oh look, this red shell, and oh look, this, and you you're not this person often. Nah, not quite my thing. But then you get it on the DS, and it's you just get so immersed into it, and then you got the lap times you have to beat as well, and I can easily kill an hour just sitting there on my ass doing nothing, uh, <laughs> playing that game, and it's a killer. Well, there's two things about those kind of games that that were big for us. The first was uh, we had Mickey Speedway, which was basically the same kind of game, but with Disney characters. Mm. And that was really one of the first video games my kids played because it's relatively simple controls. You could do a basic uh, loop. And, you know, it, it had the little oil slick and get the bubble machine and all the little things you can do like Mario Kart. But... Um, they liked it, and they liked that when you did something, you got the little character's voice. So it was there was an appeal for us because of the ease and kind of a, a gateway game. But then my kids have um, two other Mario Kart type games. They have um, Cartoon Network, and they have I want to say it's Wacky Races. And then I even have like a South Park game. And the nice thing about that is uh, 
you can bring in such an ensemble of, of characters. Yeah. You, know, you, you can kind of like these um, Super Mario Brawl kind of games where you, you know you, you can match up all different things. It's, I like that with the wacky races. Uh, you know, my daughter can be Penelope Pitstop. I can be uh, <laughs> the the crazy pilot or Dick Dastardly and things like that. And then the Cartoon Network one it has Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. It has Powerpuff Girls. It's a mix of characters that you don't really get to see anywhere else. So Mario, not so much. The Mario characters are kind of all... They're all in a lot of things with this Mario versus Sonic Olympics. And Yeah, there's one thing I never thought I'd ever see is Sonic on a Nintendo system dancing <laughs> around. But then I, I used to love the uh, Sonic games on the Mega Drive when we had it. And... Just had a blast, just blasting him around the the uh, levels. But no, it, maybe it's just because I've grown up now that I don't really see the appeal of a blue hedgehog dancing yeah, around. Well, think of what at that same time what Mario was like. A little red plumber going left and right, collecting coins. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of games as well, I downloaded a, a Battlefield Three. Demo. Oh, it's not a demo. I'm not allowed to call it a demo because it's not it's a, a demo. beta. Yeah. <laughs> it's what? It's called a beta, isn't it? Like you're beta testing it. Oh, you mean beta? No. No, I mean beta. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I downloaded. Yeah, it's just beta testing the um the servers, isn't it? Just to see if it would take the the influx of people playing yes. on there. And I had a go at that, and the guy, there was a guy on there. And he must have had his connect on, which turns into a microphone yeah. if you haven't got your headphones plugged in. And he must have, I'm going to say he was mid-twenties. No reason for this, but he had a kid in the room as well. And you, I reckon the kid must have been ooh, 18, 19 months because he was going da-da and look at this and then couldn't say anything else. But you could hear him gabbling away in the background the way he young toddlers do and every now and again you'll hear from him go nope put that down and you can hear him <laughs> still playing nope nope put that down stop pulling the dog's tail stop it good right sit there do some coloring and then he'd get back to it and start shooting people and then all of a sudden you'll hear nope put the pen down put yeah put the lid no on the pen not in your mouth on the pen on the pen and the scissors, yes, give me the scissors. And I thought, crying out loud, man. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, me being snobbish. But, yeah, kids with scissors, not a good thing. And pen lids in kids' mouths. A couple of Jay's friends have a connect and, and would say they couldn't do Xbox Live and, and chat because they didn't have a headset. And, mm. uh, you know, we would say to them, like, we can hear you. No, I don't know how you hear me. I don't have the headset. So maybe some people don't know that it becomes this always-on microphone. Uh, but and I've I've heard that too. Sometimes people are just obnoxious that they're chit-chatting and then all of a sudden they're having a side conversation. Yeah, and they put the stereo in in the background. Oh yeah, and just drowns everything out. You dicks, turn it off, man. I usually mute everybody. Well, we used to, but not so much now. And I'm not so worried about Jay getting. Uh, abused because you know he can hold his own in the games but and the language is just so bad it's it's almost comical yeah 
I don't know. Now, I, I saw that we have Battlefield 2, which the controls are just different enough from Call of Duty that it frustrates me. Yeah, so, that's what I'm worried about. I plan to get the new Call of Duty when it comes out, but if if um, Jay's friends tend to migrate to Battlefield 3, we'll probably, probably end up getting that as well, or instead. Yeah, do you know what? I'm thinking of not getting either. I just, I think I've spent the last two years when I ha wanted 10 minutes on it, I'll just put one of them games on. Mm -hmm. And it's just got too much. I can't do it anymore, just run around and shoot. And mm -hmm. I'm just fed up with it. And that's why I'm buying these sports games because I haven't bought these for a long time. And I think that's there was my crossover where I'd been saturated with all these Formula One and these uh, football games. Constantly. The problem with the sports games is you can't play the sports game for five minutes or ten minutes. Sports well, games need well, maybe the racing, but like FIFA, you you need a full half hour at least, don't you? Well, normally I do like ten minute halves. Was it ten minute match? Six minute halves. I can't remember, but they're they're enough for a ten minute break. You pick it up, put it on, knock out a game, and then you're done. That's true. And you can just yeah, you, know, you got a spare ten minutes. That's fine. The racing's a little bit harder to do that because you can't progress without sitting there for twenty, thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. But finishing a circuit. Well, these um, they Battlefield. It just, I think the game it can last from. Anything from 20 minutes to however long it takes to complete your objectives. And I was playing it and it just carried on and on and on. And it was obviously they've only got one map on there because they're beta testing. But it just carried on, man. And the frustrating thing is you've got people that are really bloody good already on there. And you think, okay, well, when this game goes live and lots more people have it, I'm still going to be nowhere near any uh, as good as any of these other guys out here. So I'm no, I'm deciding no, I'm not going to be buying. Probably give it November, December. I'll be letting you know. Yeah, I've got both of them, and uh, now I'm not getting any sleep whatsoever at night. Yeah. No. Well, I don't plan on getting it the day it's released. You know, maybe maybe for Christmas. The thing is, the price never goes down. You know, even even last year's. Call of Duties and Battlefields are they're quite up there. The sports things get cheaper, and I'll do that. I'll buy last year's sports game a lot of times just because it's it's basically the same engine, and as long as the players are familiar and mm. you know it's close enough. Especially if there's a season where the the players I like were really good. <laughs> yeah, I like to hold on to that. Yeah, that's what I'm still getting used to, but. No, all good at the moment, I suppose. That's all the news I have for you from me, anyway, that I can right. think of. Well, I have, I have a couple of things that I really. It's it's one central site that I have found that I it, I'm so excited about this. So let me let me send you something to take a look. It's a it's a uh, thirty second YouTube clip. Okay. And I'll explain where it came from. Uh, I have this YouTube clip, which uh, I'll send you here. We'll put it on the show notes page and probably put it on the Facebook page as well. Uh, researchers at UC Berkeley have used functional magnetic resonance imaging and some seriously complex computational models to figure out what images our minds create when presented with clips from movies or TV shows. In the video contained, the left clip is a segment of a movie 
that subject viewed while the imager created the right clip by reconstructing the activity measured with the fMRI. Some areas of the brain process the simple structural features of a scene, such as edge orientation, local motion, and texture. Others process com complex semantic features, such as faces, animals, and places. Right. The reconstruction was obtained using only each subject's brain activity and a library of 18 million seconds of random YouTube video that did not include the movies used as stimuli. Brain activity was sampled every one second, and each one second section of the viewed movie was reconstructed separately. So I understand that not everyone's seen this, but what it is, is like scenes from a Steve Allen movie, uh, the credits for a movie, an ink blot, um, a couple different things. And then I guess kind of right out of the science fiction movies, they you're in a booth or you got a helmet on or something, and based on your brainwave activity, an image is created. And it's not a perfect match, but that's like reading someone's mind. It's really creepy. It's so, like a ghostly impression of what someone's seeing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So this is just the brain activity on the right-hand side. Yeah, well, it's it's not the like the like an MRI where like the lobes flash and stuff. But based on the brain activity, the uh, computer goes through and it says, "Oh, when someone sees a red blot of two inches large, their brain does this." And based on that, it says, "I'm going to put a red blot." And it, so it's creating an image based on what what brain processing activity it detects going on. Uh, and it's it's really cool. Like it's it's a step. It's a small step, relatively speaking, away from being able to um, read someone's mind and and uh, you know. You were at the scene of a crime. What did you see? I don't remember. Well, let's reconstruct. Ooh, that's spooky. Oh, you know that's. Yeah, that's what it looks like. You know, if you don't actually get to see the YouTube video, it's you know in the in the movies and TV shows when they do that kind of thing and they're reading the dead person's last visual images and stuff, and it's the kind of ghostly image. Yeah. But considering it's a machine guessing what someone is seeing, it that's really. Some of it's really good. I swear, I saw the face of Jesus in there as well. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought that too, but I figure that's supposed to be. It says what it is. Uh, yeah, it's cool, but it could be used to read people's minds and where were you at the scene of this crime and what happened there. But I can also be see it turned into a like a board game. Oh yeah, because they have like these liar liar board games, don't they? Where you 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 put your thumb on a, a thing and they ask you questions and your pulse rate goes up or whatever it is and you play this game and then maybe it could be turned into that and where people are, okay, right, well, what do you think of when you look at this um, cup? And they show a picture of a cup and then you think of, like, naked ladies and then your girlfriend gets the ass because somehow naked ladies popped into your head. It's really cool, though. I like the idea of it. I, I think what you could have is, uh, you know how they wear, like, wiretaps when mm. they, they go undercover? If they can, you know, down the road, you could have an implant 
that transmits the brain activity to someone overseas and they're like uh, yes he's in the meeting room and he looks to the left and okay general kaparov is at the meeting and uh you know he's he, reading secret documents if they can get it that clear that you can read the words yeah it's that's just creepy but so where this comes from is a website called lifeslittlemysteries.com and uh it's got a lot of really neat things um like too many for me to even look through over the course of a couple of days. But one thing is uh, the whole article about when the satellite was crashing recently back to Earth. Yeah, I heard a little bit about it. I didn't know it, it had actually hit landed or, or whatever. Uh, I forget where it was supposed to land. Pretty it, sure it landed was, in the sea, though. Yes. Um, but the article is about if it falls on your home, who pays for it? So who would you who would you think is responsible if uh, the satellite fell on uh, Ooh, private property? Um, now the thing that fell is property of the U.S. government. So if that's a factor, right? I don't know. Um, it naturally you naturally go towards NASA, don't you? Yeah, it's one of the things where you. It seems like, you know, if you tried to sue, you'd, they'd say, "Up, oh, nope, sorry, I'm, I'm afraid uh, we are exempt." <laughs> Maybe that just comes from the movies, but yeah, sorry, ma'am. Either they'd write you the blank check, or they would say, "Sorry, we're we're a black operation. You, uh, we don't exist. We were never here, so you can't sue <laughs> us." Like uh, the Area 51, there was the people who worked there, the non-alien people. Uh, complained that they were getting like radiation sickness. Yeah. Because they were disposing of the toxic waste improperly. And the government, I know they used that as a defense and said, you can't sue us. This is so ultra classified. If we were to go through uh, a court case and have to explain what was going on there, it's, it, it affects national security. Bloody hell. Well, the answer is. Uh, it's the satellite is the property of the U.S. government and it remains so even after it comes back to Earth. If you found a piece, even a piece that fell in your living room, uh, it would be illegal to sell it or keep it unless NASA specifically relinquished ownership of the debris. Hmm. Uh, and, the, and they talk about past incidents where things were pulled off eBay and stuff like that. Well, weren't they worried about um, people eBaying bits of the uh, Discovery? Columbia. Yeah, Spatial uh, Columbia. Sorry, Columbia, yeah. Yeah, but when Skylab fell in the 70s, NASA just was like, eh, we can keep it. Uh, see, I so want to see news. a line in these insurance companies where it says, act of God, about the site, the satellite falling. Like, no, no, that was man-made, mate. Well, that's funny you say that. Uh, the good news is the satellite, or even just sizable chunks of it, are the responsibility of the government. And you wouldn't need to sell your new space souvenir to pay for repairs. By international law, NASA has to pay for the bill. Uh, NASA signed a pact and agreed to be absolutely liable to pay compensation for damage caused by a space object on the surface of the Earth or to aircraft in flight. That's anything U.S. put in orbit if it crashes anywhere on Earth. The terms cover just about anything. Oh, look at that. <laughs> a little commercial coming up. Uh the terms cover just about anything. Damage is defined as loss of life, personal injury, 
or other impairment of health, loss or damaged property of states or persons, natural or judicial. Uh, and the payout is got to be enough to pay for reparation and respect of the damage as will restore the person, natural or jurisdictional state or international organization on whose behalf the claim is presented to the condition which would have existed if the damage had not occurred. Hmm. So how do, if you kill someone, how do you restore them to that state? NASA gives you a little baby robot or android. <laughs> Why do we keep getting commercials? The only hitch is you have one year after something falls to Earth for you to say. That'd be wicked if your dog was killed by that and then they turn around and said, well, okay, fair enough. Sorry about your dog. Here's a little NASA baby dog. And you get to yep. you know, yep. muck around with a little robot dog forever. What happens if it falls to Earth in like, uh, like the movie version of Spider-Man's suit or, or like um, you're mutated in some way? Oh, you have to prove that, like, well, you've gotten superpowers. It's not really a uh, disability. Well, <laughs> I, aliens coming down isn't really NASA's fault because they're not the property of America, are they? No. Well, no, they're not. But uh, in the movies, don't they? Isn't it like they sent monkeys? There are movies where they sent animals or something up into space and it came back mutated from radiation. They sent monkeys into space? Yes. What will they think of next? And then they come back and take over the Earth? Wicked. That sounds like a, someone should make a film of that. That sounds brilliant. So that's one of the things on the site. That's that's one of the more uh, cut and dry things. They what would be what would it be like if the Earth had two suns? Um, all, all different kind of things going on. Like what if fish? There's the uh, strange snapshot, which is the thing I just shared with you before, the brain constructions. Hmm. Ten didn't, weird things humans do every day. Yeah, didn't they find a um, a binary uh, sun system with a planet orbiting both the suns recently? Yes. That's so cool. I don't, you know, they made this change to how they detect planets, and I understand that the science behind it, you know, in a real simplistic way, is that the gravity caused by the planet causes the sun to wobble just yeah. a tiny little bit. And so they're detecting shifts in the light that way. But I I don't know. It just seems like the kind of thing that if if it was a less mainstream science, let's say someone was talking about Bigfoot and they were like, oh, yes, well, you know, the presence of Bigfoot uh, the body heat raises the temperature of the woods by a fraction of a degree. And, you know, we can see that, you know, in these areas where the Bigfoot has supposedly been sighted, right. the temperature has been raised by a fraction of a degree. It wobbles ever so slightly. I, that would get dismissed. I I understand the science behind it, but it just seems like, whoa, this, there may be a lot of false positives here. Mm. And it's one of those things like, yes, there's a planet out there. I swear. I can't see it. Oh, it's it's 43,000 light years. You'll see it eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a, a computer uh, reconfiguration of what it actually looks like at some point anyway. But I think it's just a, a cool thing to think about that you have two, two suns orbiting 
a point in between them, mm-hmm. which makes them the, the binary. Obviously, you haven't got a sun going around another sun. They're just orbiting a point. No, in I think they them. do. I think they they go like a gyroscope. They kind of twirl about themselves as it moves through the galaxy. Hmm. And then that planet and it's like a figure eight. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you're saying that it a sun goes around another sun. I, su- I suppose any combination of what we're talking about now could be possible anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But Right, I, but I think that's what I had seen was something like that. Like, uh, like when two figure skaters hold hands and like their arms reach away from each that's other right, and they yeah. kind of wobble in that sense around. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It's cool, man. Science is cool. It is. So there's a lot of neat things on here. Uh, the mysterious physics of seven everyday things, ten weird things humans do every day, uh, did zombies roam medieval Ireland, how to win <laughs> at rock, paper, scissors, a strategy guide. And I, thinking of, of news, there was one other story there that I definitely thought you'd want to see. Um I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, go on. Stephanie, which already we're talking about uh, a girl. You, you would think, as you hear the story, that it would be a boy. Stephanie P., a Florida teenager, is accused of luring a 16-year-old boy to a remote area so her friends could kill him. Ooh. Her defense in this murder case is she is a vampire and a werewolf. Oh, God. This is someone who likes Twilight, isn't it? She claims that as part of her vampire rituals, she has on at least one occasion drank the blood of her boyfriend, the co-defendant. And, you know, they're saying, is she trying to go not guilty by reason of insanity? Uh, They didn't drink the victim's blood, so it doesn't really seem to fit. I can't see how insanity would fit there. Because there are people that like to sharpen their teeth and pretend that they are a real life-size vampire and they do drink each other's blood. It's kind of like blood brothers when you're 10 years old and you you cut your thumbs and push them together. And so I can't... If you're of sound mind, then you know exactly what you're doing and then they all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, I think I'm a vampire. Of course I'm insane. It's just an easy defense, I think. Well, what would you what would you think was going to happen if you were to use that as a defense? That they're going to say, oh, you just need to go to the hospital, and at some point you can come out and say, you know what, I don't think I'm a vampire anymore, and they'll let you go, or... No, then you've got to save your time for being a dick and drinking yeah. someone's blood. Against it's a bizarre, bizarre thing. A lot of strange things happen in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> It does happen a lot there, though, doesn't it? All this yes. crazy stuff. Is it the heat? I don't know. Since I was, like, 12, every fiber in my body, basically everything, I know this is going to be crazy, but I believe that I'm a vampire and part werewolf, says Stephanie. Wow. <laughs> you know she's doing that, and her parents, who are already devastated, are just sitting there like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> her dad's turned around. A werewolf as well. I just thought it was the vampire thing. Yeah. Christ. Exhibit for the defense. This is Teen Wolf. You know, notice here the uh, 
Michael J. Fox did not recognize he was a werewolf until the age of 12. <laughs> supports my client story. So there's all kinds of things. There's sports things, money things, ser- serious stuff, and then some sillier things. But uh, it's, it's a neat site with a lot of cool stuff in it. That's wicked. Have you seen the Avengers trailer? Not today. Yes, I saw it today. What Have you, you heard think? Any rumors? Uh, I like it. I'm. I always was a DC fan, but I'm really disappointed in the DC movies in general, except for Batman. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that the Marvel ones are being well done. Yeah. I've heard a couple of rumors about the movie. People speculating based on. Um, Having seen footage for the Avengers game that will come out, so you, you can kind of tell who the bad guy is going to be based on who the bad guys are in the video game. Oh, they're giving so, it away that way, are they? Yeah, and I kind of stumbled on that. So, um, I'm trying to to play dumb, but it it looks good. I mean, the video trailer looked good. It looks like it'll be the right mix of action and story, and the trailer itself didn't give anything away. So, see, I I'm. That. I likes, I kind of like the first Iron Man. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, Thor doesn't really interest me at all. No, but it's a good movie. Uh, my wife had no connection to Thor, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. See, I don't know whether to actually go for it or not. Whether it just, go I for it. Like it'll it's going to cram time. in everything you need to know in 15 minutes of narrative, and then it's just a good story after that. Mm. But, you know, it's... It's not fast talking, but it's, and this is the history of the gods, and this is why they're here, and this is why we're there, and it's like going on and on and on, and here's the movie. Yeah, but Captain America interests me, kind of. I don't like Captain America as a hero, but I did enjoy the movie. Right. Oh, you've seen all the movies then. Yeah. Well, I have have the eleven uh, year old boy. Oh, don't give me that. You're building up. You're totally building up for this movie, aren't you? Oh, oh, it, it's for my son, really? Balls. You love it. You know what? The, I had an interest in the X-Men movies and like the Wolverine Origins. And, I'm halfway uh, through watching that, so don't give it away. No, I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. It's got I Charlie the... at a Lost and Kimi at a Lost in yeah. there. I watched the first X-Men movie... It was a, it was well casted, but eh, it was like the DC kind of like pokiness to me, like very slow and grand. And let's just tell the story. We don't need to go. Oh, look how much Picard looks like <laughs> uh, Professor X and mm. Holly Berry. What a great storm she makes! But then the other two X Men movies, I didn't really care for that much. And then by the time they did this Wolverine Origins, and so I just yeah, I. I didn't really get into the X-Men movies at all. And when I saw Vinnie Jones was bashing walls down with his head in the third one, it just ruined it for me. No, no way am I even bothering going back and watching these things. Mm. But yeah, I'm halfway through the Wolverine movie at the moment. And that seems quite good, actually. I'm quite enjoying that. But the Avengers, the actual trailer itself... Looked like the Robert Downey Jr. show. Have you seen any of the Agent Coulson um, filler videos? What are they? I think they're little 
two to five minute shorts that are being released on like the Iron Man 2 DVD set or the Thor DVD set. Agent Coulson is the uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, the real straight-laced guy who, like in Iron Man, and he he keeps popping up in different things, and I guess he's he's going to be the helper to Samuel Jackson. Right, okay. I was going to say, is that Samuel Jackson, but no. No, no he's, just, he's just like a, a regular FBI agent kind of guy who's completely unfazed, you know, like, oh, you know. This is uh, Captain America. He's been frozen in an iceberg for 30 years. Okay, yeah, Captain. There's your locker over there. Oh, so he's the yeah. guy in the background on all the movies then? Yes. So they have a couple little bits that they've released that it kind of like the uh, the Lost Things used to be during the hiatus. Yeah. Like just little teasers like, oh, he's uh, being summoned to the site of a gamma radiation accident. Oh, we know what that is. He's going to where the Hulk is going to be oh. created. You know, like little, no actual story, just kind of little bridging in, of the movies. Yeah. So that's kind of neat stuff. And they're all short. I, I like the way that they're going about it. But do you know what I was thinking when I was watching that trailer for the Avengers? It was, how much do they spend on Iron Man making a movie? And then how much do they spend making the Hulk movie? And then the Thor movie. And are they using triple the money to make this movie? Because obviously you're going to have all the special effects of Iron Man flying around. And all, it's just going to be a special effects feast. Eye candy galore, I'm assuming. And to get it up to the standards of each individual movie, are they going to have to plough a lot more mo- money into these movies? I don't know. I wonder what makes it expensive these days because it's um, obviously a lot of it's computer generated yeah and a lot of it's very realistic so I'm sure they're using high high end stuff but um, I I would think it's when you do a location like Lord of the Rings when you're creating a whole alternate world or even Star Wars just I've seen like behind the scenes footage of Star Wars where like they're literally in just a big blue room yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and it, there's nothing in the room with them. So with this Avengers movie, whether it's Asgard or New York or some imaginary country or somewhere, how much of it's really going to be blowing up buildings and all? Hmm. I don't know. I I liked the trailer, but a little bit too uh, Robert Downey Jr. for me. Hmm. But we'll see. Anyway, I might towards. The release it's coming out next year isn't it mm-hmm. so yeah so towards the the release of the movie i might try and get around to watching the other movies i might leave thor till last I just no it just doesn't work for me is he like an alien or something who's thor yeah or is he just like a, a a viking sent through time with a big hammer he's he's the viking god oh. but like over time uh, I guess the name the... gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. God of Thunder. There we go. Hmm. It's it's your typical. I mean, it's Thor, and it's the real story of Thor from the comic books and all. But the the theme is uh, like a common one. Like, you know, it, he and his father get in an argument. That's that's how Thor ends up 
having to go live with the mortals. Mm. You know, that's how it is from the comic books and all. And then he has a conflict and he wins back the father's trust and it ends. You know, that's that's the main plot arc from like sixth grade English class. But then it's it's all the stuff that's in there. So it's not you don't have to necessarily know Thor to be able to enjoy the the movie. It's just just like you know, um all those underdog sports movies. Yeah. Right, okay. Misfit Misfit who doesn't who works hard but isn't very good, finally gets his chance, works really hard, big victory, and then Is there the is there gonna be another Thor movie or are they quite happy going along with this Avengers thing? I believe there is, but I also saw um in the Avengers trailer, there are a couple of characters from the Thor movie and the Thor world. Right. So, I mean, in that sense, there's a definite, this is Thor one and a half. Yeah, it's very clever what they're doing, though, putting all these movies together. I think yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But it also just seems to be, okay, right, we're pointing all towards this Avengers, and this is where all the big money is going to be going. And so there's not going to be like an Iron Man 3 and a Thor 2 double claw hammer. So, Did you like the Fantastic Four movies? No, no. And to be honest, I'm probably the only male on the planet that doesn't really get the Jessica Alba thing. <laughs> she has a, a style and a look. Mm. There's... Oh, she's gone naked. Oh, no, she's invisible. Oh, no, she's naked again. And, yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. I just don't get her. Maybe just not my type. There we go. I'll, I'll put it in that box. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see what why people think she's beautiful. I think she's cute. But, I mean, there's a guy like, uh, there's something about like a girl with a hair kind of dripped over and it covers the one eye. Like that. Yeah. I go all soft for that. So that's yeah. not a her thing. <laughs> I can see the appeal, but it's an obvious appeal. Mm -hmm. It's really obviously, wow, this, this girl's really pretty, and she's mm -hmm. blonde. She's and she's blonde, and she's thin. and Yeah, well, it's just obvious. Everyone's going to go, whoa, look at that. So, hmm. See, it's funny that the two movies, did you see both movies? Uh, do you know what? I think I've seen bits of both. Well, the first one was the origin story and had Dr. Doom. And then the second one was kind of a, a major uh, part of the Marvel Universe history and Fantastic Four history with Galactus and the Silver Surfer. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I like the other movies. Spider-Man had Green Goblin. That was like a major nemesis. Yeah. Um, Captain America, it's, it's his origin story in, in the Red Skull, so that's his ongoing nemesis. Um, yeah. The Hulk movie, I don't remember what the bad guy was in the first Hulk movie. In the second one, they introduced, um, with Ed Norton, they did uh, The Abomination. Yeah, isn't and, that like an, an opposite Hulk? Yeah, yeah. And then they, they laid the groundwork for this villain called The Leader, where... He's super. He gets gamma radiated brain. Um, right. <laughs> but they're they're like iconic. They they're not hero enemies made up for the movie. They're 
if you're a fan of the comic books, you're like, oh yeah, that's they're from the beginning of the run. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who Iron Man when Iron Man won, where he fought um, the guy who took over the company, the stain, and then he put on like that other version of the armor. Oh, the earlier version of the yeah Iron Iron, Iron Monger, I think they call it in the comic books. That actually is from like I said the comic books. That's from like episodes or issues two hundred. But that's still like it's an it's a defining part. I think the Fantastic Four stuff. It just uh, there's something about like Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four, Mister Fantastic, mm. and and even like Sue Storm. They're like Superman. They're just too goody-goody, too, like, you can't relate to them. Mm. But, you know, Iron Man, you can kind of relate to Robert Downey Jr.'s character. You can relate to Peter Parker. You can relate to even Batman. They're just they're a little dirtier. They're a little more flawed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say. Reed Richards was just a nerd. <laughs> he was he's socially awkward, but he talked down to everybody all the time, and that's it's hard to relate to that. Mm. I don't know if you'd understand though. I I kind of do, kind of <laughs> do. I'm playing my Reed Richard impersonation. Yeah. Halloween is coming. Hooray! The kids have costumes in mind. No, it's banned in this house. I can't stand it. I'll cut the pumpkin out. I'll do that, and I'll fill the bowl up with sweets. And then when they knock, there you go, kids. You sort that out. And the funny thing is, oh, you answer the door with a big bowl of sweets for the kids to grab at and you, you think okay maybe one or two each and then by the second group of kids you've got no more sweets and then you have to dig into your pockets for money and oh no I don't like it sorry man I know it's like a massive thing in America but no nah. well it's it's actually not like my kids will only go for a little bit with their friends and it's the same thing like I we put candy out and I expect kids to take just one or two each. I'll even say it. And they're still taking a fistful in front yeah. of their parents. And so I think this year I'll, I'll be doling out one for you and one for you and one for you. But yeah, it's like 10 octopuses turned up and just grabbed all your sweets sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's where we live too is, uh, there were homes scattered and then ours is one of the few neighborhoods where the homes are fairly close together that you can walk you can walk up and down the street and hit like 80 homes mm. as opposed to uh, there's no sidewalks or the homes are at the end of 100-foot driveways in other parts of town. So people come and just drop their kids off here. So far too many outside children come. <laughs> and <laughs> Out of towners. Yes. <laughs> You don't live on the street. You're speaking with an accent. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my kids, my daughter's changed her mind about eight times what she wants to be. Mm. And uh, the the options for girls who are not little, little girls are far too skimpy and sexy. And oh, no, you slutty. can't go with that, man. No. I'd be putting my big foot down on that. Yeah, well, we're not, but it's it, then result is Marianne's going to end up making a costume for her because, oh, you want to be uh, 
Indian princess? Mm, no, not that one. Oh, you want to be a cheerleader? Yeah, no. Hmm. You want to be a, a zombie? Oh, sexy zombie is the only costume they have. Sexy okay. zombies. <laughs> yes. A nurse? Oh, no, not going to be a nurse. <laughs> and Jay doesn't really care. And uh, he's like, I think I'm just going to go as like a boy. <laughs> he just goes a boy. So I talked him into going as... Well, we had seen this this image online, and it was someone went as the the case for Call of Duty. They took a giant cardboard thing. Actually, they did plastic. But then um, in Call of Duty, I think it's Modern Warfare 2, the cover, it has a camouflage head and then two arms kind of crossed holding guns. So what the person did was they cut out a hole for their head and for their arms, and, you know, that's... They just walked around with this giant cardboard rectangle and their head and arms cut out and they had it all decorated to look like the box. It looked pretty cool. Kind of like a big sandwich board. Yes. Yeah. So he's thinking of going as a giant foam finger. You know, like one of those we're number one things. Oh, wicked. That'd be cool. So I just I have to go and make sure it's not going to be expensive to get. Just I just need cheap, cheap foam and it has to be something that he can be comfortable in for an hour or so. He should go as a lost person child <laughs> and he can knock on the doors and when they open the door he could just try and walk in mm-hmm. as if like he's the ghost of that house and yes. when the people no no what are you doing We're do- no i live here i died here and that just freak out everyone <laughs> especially he's got like his face a kind uh, talcum powder on his face just to white him up just ever so slightly and then you move along to the next house and open the door just walk in. I live here. I died here. <laughs> You're not my mother. You've changed. Where were the other people that used to live here? The best thing would be to go like a couple nights before Halloween and plant items. And be like, I'm oh. looking for my ball. Oh, oh, don't. I'm getting ah. chills. I'm getting chills <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> old rotten thing like... I choked on an apple at that table. There's the core. No. <laughs> oh, that'd be too bad. Oh. That's wicked. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, did you have any uh, any bits to share today? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll hit three stories very very quickly. Okay. Uh, the first Irish case of spontaneous combustion. A man who burnt to death at his home died as a result of spontaneous combustion. Uh, Michael Farrelly, Farrelly, he's Irish anyway, 76 died at his home in Galway on 22nd of December 2010. Uh, Do you believe in this sort of stuff? Uh, Because I... I do. After death, yes. I believe a body can spontaneously combust after mm. someone's dead already, but I don't see it. Like, you're just sitting at the table and, oh, it's quite warm in here. <laughs> no, you you don't think that could happen? No, I don't. I, not without some activating agent. So what would be the difference between a dead body spontaneously combusting than, than a, a living body? Uh, The same way that, like... um. Those whale carcasses explode, like they yeah, but... decompose and the gas builds up, and then it 
does something. You know, what would spark it? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I I kind of want to believe it. I yeah, I do believe it that it is possible because you have this inner core in your body of the temperature that is just always there due to the blood pumping around you and various other things. And I believe that there's a, a situation where it can just spiral out of control. You Lots of palpitations, you start panicking, you get hot and sweaty, organs shut down, and then all of a sudden, foof, just not a spark to actually set fire to something, but it's just components in your body heating up to such a point where they catch a light. I don't know. It's just, I mean, your body is so moist to begin with on the inside. Like, even if you drank two chemical agents that that combined in a certain way, I, I'd be more inclined to think you would suffer from, like, an acid. I could see acid eating through your organs more than uh, you just... How much oxygen is there even in your body for you to catch on fire? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't see it. I like I like the idea of it. Although I don't want it to happen to anyone. <laughs> okay. Cartoon like it. <laughs> it's quite alright for cartoons in the movies. Yeah, well, there's always... I remember looking back on books that I got from like the school library and ghost stories and this lady was burnt and there's just a foot there and all the wall is burnt but nothing else is burnt it's just as if the body just went up burnt itself out and then the moisture took control and just doused itself out as well yeah but no. you, you know I've got to get really hot to you know turn bone to ash as well though haven't you I suppose yeah I don't know. I I kind of want to believe it. <laughs> anyway, that's where I stand. Okay, next story. Bus driver tries to hide from cops. What do you reckon the bus driver did? Uh, parked in a garage with the bus? No. A bus driver has been arrested after he jumped out of his cab and hid underneath his vehicle when police officers tried to give him a ticket. And there's a picture of him underneath his bus hiding. <laughs> Look, hang on, I've got to show you. I've got to show you this one. Let me send it through to you. His face, or his his mannerisms are classic. Oh, I see him. I see him on the on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the man had to be pulled. Oh, sorry. The man had been pulled over for driving through a red light and jumping lanes. Uh, but when officers demanded to see his driving license, he leapt past them, slid under the chassis, and refused to come out. And the way he's sitting, he's got his arms crossed, and his face bedded into his wrists on his arms, as if... I can't see you, you're not here. Yeah, the police, they will disappear soon. But I, <laughs> I, oh, what I'd love to have seen is the police officer... Okay, right, he's, he's under the bus. Okay. We're gone. We're... we're <laughs> Oh, where has he gone? Yeah. Well, he he just disappeared. John, have you seen where he went? No, I didn't see where let's, he went. Let's walk this way. <laughs> I'm leaving now. 
Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, the last story is Nigerians reassured over killer phone number fears. Uh, Nigeria authorities have been forced to reassure the public that a mobile phone number cannot kill after rumours were spread by text messages. The viral text message had warned that several people had died when they answered the call with the ID 09141. 09141? That number just called me today. I know. <laughs> what did it say here? The text messages gave conflicting accounts of the numbers of people killed when they answered the call. Some put the death toll at 7, while others put it at 10. Technically, I don't know who's saying this. Oh, commission spokesman. Technically, it's not possible for such a thing to happen, and therefore unimaginable that someone would die when receiving a call. It is only very gullible people that believe in such a rumour. Oh dear. Maybe it causes you to spontaneously combust. Mm. The waves from that particular frequency. I'm, I'm getting chills of the ring now. And that scary bit in the cupboard where they just pull the door back. If you haven't seen the ring, just go watch the ring for 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes. And that's all you need to see because that's the scariest bit. <laughs> well, what's that number? Uh, 09141. I think that has to be our moral for today. The moral is go ahead and answer 09141. Or take the call from 09141. Or don't answer it, you'll die. Don't answer 09141. But isn't the moral that you can answer it? Hmm. I, mm, yes, it is. That'll do for today. <laughs> Alright, well, we're probably in good shape with that. Is yeah. there anything else? Uh, not much. There's bits and bobs, but hopefully we'll get through them as the weeks progress. Yes. Plenty of time. Yeah. We're not dead, guys. We're just... Things have come up. Lots of family issues have uh, been arising, so... We will make it towards the end of the year and beyond, so... Stick with us. Spread the word. Hey, how about stick this episode on a CD burn it on there and then leave it on a bus do it and then just someone will just oh a cd or take it home listen to it and then they should do it as well it'll be like the ring but in cd form <laughs> without the death yeah well you never know we, we can always hope sometimes hey that'd be good uh, publicity for us wouldn't it yes someone Sorry. listen to this cd but we can't listen to this CD to find out why they can't listen to this CD. Put the CD on. Oh no, I've listened to the CD. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> ways of contacting us. I'm on Twitter. Uh, just search for Ultimate Manus. Scott is on Twitter. Just search for SHC1970. Uh, mm -hmm. You can contact us through there. Uh, we have a Gmail email, which is bombastpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can listen to our show through the Facebook page, through the normal page, which this is hosted on, the website, that's the name that I'm looking for, which is at bombastpodcast.podbean.com, and you can find all our episodes there. You can also find it on iTunes. I don't think all the episodes are on there anymore. So go to the main page if you want to hear the first 20 or so. Uh, we also have Rogue 2, 
which is a collection of wonderful podcasts. Get your asses over there and subscribe to that. iTunes reviews are welcome on both, on the Bombast uh, page on iTunes and also the Rogue 2. And I think that's it that I can remember. Oh, I've started a new website as well. Uh, it's called wonkyfinger at dot posterous or dot posterous dot com and it's just t-shirts so if anyone wants to comment or stick a t-shirt up and then we might get it printed and sent out to other people so let me know and um, enjoy alright sounds good cool we look forward to the feedback and uh, you know please do please do keep in touch guys so I guess we will see you in about a week or so yeah fingers crossed we'll be back alright Thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.